Thank you so very much for joining us as we take a look at the book. I'm Jimmy DeYoung. I'm glad that you could take a few moments to be with us. We're going to be studying the book of Ezekiel. If you have never studied the book of Ezekiel, this is one of the great books in God's Word. It's, of course, a very prophetic book. You're going to love the book of Ezekiel and the prophecies contained within it. Today, we're going to look at the prophecy of the PLO, or Esau and the Palestinians. What happened to Esau? What about those people, those Edomites that Esau brought into existence? Well, that's our study for today. From the book of Ezekiel, we're going to chapter 35, so get your Bible ready. This study is from a five-hour audio series on CD entitled Ezekiel, Retribution or Restoration. And that's available to you if you'd like to get your copy. We'll tell you more about that after the study. But right now, let's study about the prophecy of the PLO. Why are they going to be judged like that? Well, look at verse 5. Because thou hast had a perpetual hatred and has shed the blood of the children of Israel by the force of the sword in the time of their calamity, in the time that their iniquity had an end. Verse 10. Because thou hast said, these two nations and these two countries shall be mine, and we will possess it, whereas the Lord was there. Remember what I said on Tuesday? Two Jewish states, here it's confirmed. Mount Seir trying to take two Jewish states at the time of the end. And you will possess it, whereas the Lord was there. Therefore, as I live, said the Lord God, I will even do according to thine anger and according to thine enemy, which thou hast used out of thy hatred against them. And I will make myself known among them, and I have judged thee. And thou shalt know that I am the Lord, and I have heard all thy blasphemies, which thou hast spoken against the mountains of Israel, saying, They are laid desolate. And they are given us to consume. Thus with your mouth ye have boasted against me and have multiplied your words against me and I have heard them. You speak against Israel. Now don't you misunderstand what I'm saying. I do not say that every single political decision the Israeli government makes is right. Israel is not a spiritual religious state. Though it is a Jewish state, though the Orthodox, the religious Jews, try to drive all the agenda of Israel itself. Israel, per capita, is the number one abortionist nation of the world. There's more abortions in Israel, per capita, than any other nation of the world. Israel is not a religious state. And their government is not made up of any believers. And so, therefore, I am not saying that every decision politically that Israel makes is right. What I am saying, don't speak against Israel. That's blasphemy to God, he said. They're my chosen. They're the apple of my eye. You speak against them, it's like poking me in the eye, God says. He said, that's what Mount Seir has been doing. Poking me in the eye. I'm going to make you desolate, Mount Seir. Mount Seir? Mount Seir. I guess we better find out who Mount Seir is. Go back to Genesis chapter 36. Genesis chapter 36. Let's see if we can get some information that will help us out in understanding this prophecy. Ezekiel, uh, excuse me, Genesis chapter 36. 
Now, these are the generations of Esau, who is Edom. Underline that. That's very important. Esau, who is Edom. 32nd chapter of the book of Genesis, God takes Jacob, Jesus actually, wrestles with him all night and then changes his name from Jacob to Israel. Now, God takes Esau and changes his name to Edom. Let's think about those brothers just a moment. You got chapter 36, hang in there in Genesis 36. Go back to chapter 25. 25, let me show you. I told you Genesis 25 is key. We looked at Ishmael yesterday there, but look with me in Genesis chapter 25, verse 19 this time. Now these are the generations of Isaac, Abram's, Abraham's son. Abraham begot Isaac, and Isaac was 40 years old when he took Rebekah to wife. By the way, Rebekah was not able to have children, so Isaac goes and starts praying to God, God, will you make my wife fruitful? May she have children? May I impregnate her? And I think Isaac overdid his prayer. He got a double potion. <laughs> Instead of getting one child, he gets two. And they're the first twins ever born in the Bible. Look what happens here, verse 21. And Isaac entreated the Lord for his wife because she was barren, and the Lord was entreated of him, and Rebekah his wife conceived. And the children, look at this, the children struggled together within her, and she said, If it be so, why am I thus? In other words, in her womb, two sons were struggling. And she said to the Lord, Why is this happening? I'm pregnant. You've, you've honored me. Why are they now struggling? The Lord answers her prayer, but also gives a prophecy. Look at verse 23. And the Lord said unto her, Two nations are in thy womb, and two manner of people shall be separated from thy bowels, and the one people shall be stronger than the other people, and the elder shall serve the younger. Now we know the story. You've read ahead of me, of course, in this passage of Scripture. And Esau, the firstborn, by not even a complete body length, because Jacob had a hold of his brother's heel. So Esau comes from the womb of Rebekah first. Jacob is close behind, holding on to the heel. And so by a body link, Esau is the firstborn. Esau is honored as that one who would receive the blessing. Esau is going to have the privileges of the firstborn to the Jewish family. They come forth. But before, God says to Rebekah, there's Two nations in thy womb, they're going to struggle continually, and the elder will serve the younger. And so they come forth. One day Jacob is walking into the field where his brother Esau is working. Esau is really a hard worker, sweat pouring off his brow. Jacob has a little box lunch with him as he walks up through the field. And all of a sudden Esau said, Hey, Jay! That's what he called him for short. Hey, Jay! I am starving, man. Can I have some of that lunch? No, sir. You got to work. Mama, fix me this. All right, give me some of that. I, I'm, you can't have Okay, if you give me your birthright, I'll give you some lunch. You know the story. Well, they grow up. Their father grows older. He's almost blind. He's about at the point of death. It's come the time now to give the blessing. Though the birthright is gone, Esau is to receive the blessing as the firstborn. Isaac calls Esau in. Esau, you know how I love venison stew. 
buddy, go out there, kill me a deer, make me some venison stew, and bring it in, and when I'm eating my venison stew, I'll give you your blessing. I'll be back, Abba. Abba, that's daddy for in Hebrew. I'll be back, Abba. He takes off. Meanwhile, his mother, Rebecca, heard this conversation. She goes and gets Jacob says, hey, Jacob, come here, man. You know, your brother's gone out there to kill that deer to make that venison stew that I taught him how to make. Listen, we're going to usurp this opportunity now, and we're going to get the blessing from your daddy. But mama, how can I do that? I'm Jacob. I don't even, I don't have hair on my arm. I mean, I got that all figured out. I killed, put this animal skin with all hair all over it, all over it. Take one of Esau's smelly shirts, put it on your body, and I got the. I taught Esau how to make the venison stew. I'm better than his. Take it in. And so Esau, out there in the field, Jacob puts on the animal skin, puts a smelly shirt from Jake, uh, Esau on, goes into his father. Father, I'm here to get the blessing. Who is that? It's Esau, father. Oh, oh come here. Let me see. Feel it. Oh, oh, it sure seems like Esau to me. How's that stew? Here it is, daddy. He gives him the venison stew. And then he gets the blessing. Jacob leaves, and just about the time he's walking out the door, Esau comes walking. Hey, Daddy, I'm here with the venison stew, man. I had a beautiful shot at a deer out there. I got it. Took this venison. Here's your stew. Where's my blessing? Who is that? I can't hardly see you. Well, well, Daddy, this is me. It's Esau. You told me to get your venison. Well, you were just... Oh, that wasn't you, was it? Your conniving mother and brother taking your blessing. And then Esau goes wild. I want a blessing! You exegete that. It says he threw a temper tantrum. Thank you so very much for taking a few moments to study the Word of God with us. It's always a joy for me to gather around the Word of God and look at the prophetic passages. Passages that help us understand current events in light of biblical prophecy. And as we come to that understanding, I'm convinced for myself, and I'm sure you probably feel the exact same way, we are quickly approaching the time when Jesus Christ is going to come back. That's what we glean from our study of God's prophetic word. Well, again, thank you. If you'd like to have your own copy of Ezekiel, Retribution or Restoration, a five-hour audio series on CD from the book of Ezekiel, we study the entire book, you can call our toll-free number. It's 877-674-3298. Toll-free from across America. Call up and the people will help you here at Prophecy Today to make your order of this five-hour audio series on CD. Again, it's Ezekiel, Retribution or Restoration. By the way, you can go to our website and make your order as well. The website address, prophecytoday.com. Now, thank you so very much again for joining us. I'm sure that our study today gives us evidence we're quickly approaching the time of the return of Jesus Christ. He will shout, the archangel will shout, the trumpet of God will sound. And dear friend, if you know Christ as your Lord and Savior, you and I will be caught up together to meet him in the air. Boy, with that truth, nothing left for me to say on this little time together with you, except let's keep looking up until... 